are tuned into Keeping It Real Politically. This is your host, Antonio Hicks. Uh, welcome to today's show, y'all. Y'all know what today is. Today, today is November 8th. It is Election Day. So hopefully, if y'all are listening, y'all are out of the polls and or you're watching how things are going online. Because y'all know, especially here in the state of Georgia, things have been getting crazy. Not been getting crazy. Things have, have no, no, I'm 10 being. But things have been crazy for a long time here. I mean, they've created all these voter suppression rules to actually discourage us to keep from us showing up to actually get to be participating in the polls themselves. You got wait lines out there. So hopefully, you know, y'all got it and y'all voted early because I voted early. You know, it only took me about 10 minutes to get in and out. And I enjoyed every bit of that. And I encourage, I hope everybody has gotten undone. And if not, then hopefully you're going to participate in the process today. Because um, I made a post today talking about that because one of the number one things that I've gotten frustrated with with this whole election cycle and being, being part of politics in general is hearing the complaints and hearing the complaints from both sides. And it's like, you know, if you're going to complain, but then you're not going to participate in the process, then what's the point of complaining? You know, it's, it's like, you know, a kid coming to you hollering about they can't get any better in school, but they're not doing anything to try to work towards getting any better in school. Because you're not going to deal with that. You're going to tell them they need to start, you know, studying. And if they need to get a tutor, you can get something to help them out with. And I feel the same way now when it comes to our voters. Hell, even our elected officials. It's just that, you know, I want to see more from people. Like, you know, my whole thing going through this process itself and being a part of this whole political thing, the political arena, is that I don't see enough from people in general. And, and you know, I, y'all heard me have talk about a lot here on the show when it comes to information and making sure information is spread out to the community for everybody to know what's going on, who to vote for. And you have a lot of websites that's out there that's doing just that, that's putting the information out there. And it's important, all, it's important, what is it supporting all candidates? The, the one, like the one I was talking about today because I was clowning them about how they was treating uh, the Libertarians is the uh, Georgia Voter Guide. But they do put, put the candidates' names out there for, you know, everybody, for Republican, Libertarian, and the Democrats themselves. They put, you know, what their goal is, what they're focusing on, the policy they stand behind, and um, who's endorsed them, if they have endorsements, because I understand, you know, sometimes it's hard to get endorsements. And they have the information ready to go. I believe, because I, you know, I was helping out in the Democratic Party, is that, you know, if you have candidates out there, it should be readily put out there, just like the Georgia Voter Guide, that that information should be published, for everybody to see and for everybody to hear about. I mean, you know, you, heard, you all have heard me talk about it before. Those are my, my OGs, my active listeners, because I've been doing this for almost a year now. Uh, you've heard me talk about this, and I think it's purposely done. I, I, I got to call it like it is. This, this show is keeping it real politically. I think it's purposely done, but I think we should do better about information and making sure information is spread out to the public. And sometimes a lot of people don't have time to go and read or they don't know how to, and I hate to say it, people don't like to Google. I don't know why y'all don't like to Google. People just don't, people do not like to Google, which is the weirdest thing to me because we got a smartphone literally where and like you got to search or you got to if you got a, a iPhone, you got a little search bar at the bottom of it. If you type anything in, it is automatically searching on the web and locally on your phone. So I don't know why people don't do that. It, it's not for me just being a nerd. I just don't understand why people just don't do that in general. Or if you got an uh, Android phone. You know, you got the Google search bar that's right there. All you got to do is just start typing in the word. And even if you don't want to type anything in, you can just, just call out the names. I can't call it because I call it. It's going to activate all of my phones in here. But call out such and such name and say, hey, you know, give me information on this candidate. But I say that to say, though, still, still, maybe you don't want to do any research on it. I think that we should have... 
you know, some production to where we have like audio video recordings of these candidates, them talking about their platform so people can hear it coming from there, coming from the horse's mouth and not so much as so as, you know, all of us that like them or we're supporting them, us interviewing them and having them on the show. I think that's great. But still, you know, whether it is before primaries, because I'm talking about before primaries, that people should be knowing who the people are before they actually get to the polls and then talk about some of the issues that's present on it, like some of the policies that's presented and then how it, it's an effective change toward the community, how it can change the community, good or bad. I think that information should be, you know, readily available. And I'm, I'm a data whore. So I, I think anything and everything that you have when it comes to topics that can impact people's lives, I think that should be a part of the discussion. I think that should be available for people to see. And I don't think it should be hidden deep down within like your website or on, you know, your um whatever your, your streaming platforms page or whatever. I think that should be at the top of the forefront if that's what it is that you're doing and what you're trying to put out there. And I still at the end of the day believe that, and it's just my beliefs. I, you know, people call me wrong all the time. I think it's done intentionally. I think the Republican side, and I'm going to get down to ballot too, but I think the Republican side do it very effectively, and I give them kudos for the work that they do for getting their message out. As evil as it is, as evil as it is, they do a phenomenal job of getting that message out. Like, I made a, a reel about it today on Instagram. I put on, not even put on YouTube. But it's like, I got two different dynamics of ads that was, like, flyers that were sent to my house. One was talking about trans and then, you know, trans men going into women's bathrooms. And then you had another one. Didn't necessarily say what party, but you pretty much got the general idea of what it was for. And it was this black this black man with his son. And it's about and it, the, the, the whole flower was like training up your youth for the things that's matter that's important to them in the future. And I talked about that because I'm like... <laughs> the other one actually helps in registering the message of the secondary in which is the father talking to his son because to me what's important is I think at the end of the day that speaks more volume than you trying to fear monger me into you know somebody coming to my kids if I got a daughter a man coming to my kids bathroom is it a, is it a, I mean everything scares me I'm a black man everything scares the hell out of me because it ain't too much I can do that I won't, I won't get accused of and people are believing before they even know what the truth is so I think everything has its underlying fear that goes along with it. And there's some truth to it because, I mean, we do have a ton of sexual offenders, especially here in the state of Georgia. Georgia alone has this huge sex trafficking uh, thing going on here, which I think a lot of candidates should be talking about. Which I don't hear any of them talking about. And I know a bunch of them. I love them to death. But I think they should talk about it too, make it a part of their platform. And I don't understand why we don't speak on that because we do have a huge sex trafficking problem. So, that's the other thing. If that's a part of your concern when it comes to men coming into a, a woman's bathroom and you're afraid for your wife or you're afraid for the or the woman's afraid for herself or your children, well then, you know, two things could exist at once. Then why aren't we talking about and addressing the uh, sex trafficking thing and um, human, human trafficking here in this Georgia and across this country? And again, that's... To me, that's an intentional thing as well, too, because I don't know why nobody really addresses that. I don't know, understand why it's not a major part of anybody's platform. And I'm not accusing my, you know, people I know, people I'm cool with that's running for office against that. I'm just saying, I just think overall, there is a reason behind that. But yeah, I think it, when it comes down to being involved in the community, 
and getting the message out for candidates and people running for office and the policy they stand behind, I think that information should be available for everybody. We're in a very digital, heavily digital age. Like, I mean, there is no place you can look to where you won't find information on anybody, somebody. And if they don't put it out there, somebody's doxing them, putting it out as well, too. And I'm not saying that's that's not good either, but I'm just saying we are in a society that's that's rich with data. So I don't understand why we don't use that data to really push out our message because the other side does. And I'm talking about just the libertarians too. The other side does. They put their message out and they put their agenda out so much so they brainwash their 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 people into getting to the polls to be active for something that really they shouldn't even be concerned with. They should, but it's not, it shouldn't be one of their number one agendas. Those things to me should happen naturally. I mean, when it comes again, when I'm talking about human trafficking, that should happen naturally. I mean, that's something that, that's, that you shouldn't even have to worry about because it's already been taken care of. It's already been addressed. Um, officials have been notified about it and they're actually putting out information to let you know what they're doing. You know, if, like you see something, say something like we have at um, Hartsville Jackson Airport that they always, you know, speaking through the loudspeakers and stuff. I think the other stuff that should be, I think the thing that really should be concerned with that their party really is not addressing is when it comes to like, health care. There, to, I don't, you know, I'm part of the Affordable Care Act, and it, there is no no affordable care in the Affordable Care Act. I'm not saying I, I disagree with what was put. I'm glad it was put out in the first place, but there it, it's not. I pay way too much money for health insurance, and, and even out of the money that I pay for health insurance, I do not have eye coverage. You know why? Because it would have been a whole lot more. It'd have been more. Like my 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 premium is already going up for next year. And it's like, we barely use the insurance, which we should have been, but we barely use the insurance this year. And I'm like, you know, there is nothing really affordable about the Affordable Care Act. And I'm like, but then wages are not going up either. And these are things that I'm talking about people. People should be concerned with. And I don't understand why they're not. They're so more concerned about the fear mongering that comes out that, you know, the liberals, oh, not the liberals, yeah, the, lib the libs are trying to abort, you know, children and kill them off they're um being racist towards white people and i'm like i don't even understand that in itself i'm like bro y'all the majority around here i don't <laughs> i don't understand how we can be racist towards a group of people that control pretty much everything and anything within this goddamn country but nevertheless i understand people can feel how they want to feel and i am never one to tell anybody to do that even though the other side will cl clearly do that in the heartbeat which they have done and they push out in policy and so that's my thing is like i think Everybody, I think we have a general thing of all of us that we should be concerned with and we should be addressing that we don't. And I don't understand why we're so divided on these issues. When it comes to education, it's like if you live in a certain part of town that's affluent, then you get great education because they invest in you. Even though it's in the same county, the same tax dollars are coming in, they'll pump more money towards the richer part of town than they would the less in the part of town. And the same amount of taxes are still being paid. And I, I beg to say that those that are um, on the poor side pay more because the people that are on the richer side find loopholes, and we all know about this, of, of how to prevent from paying taxes. But yet, we're divided on that. And I'm not talking about poor black people. I'm talking about poor people in general. Because when we can go to places like West Virginia, I mean, we can go to places, hell, we can go to places within my own county where there are full of trailer parks, they're not close to hardly any schools. We don't have too many hospitals, like major hospitals that's close by us. But yet, 
you know they got Herschel Walker signs in their yard. And I'm like, this dude, this dude don't even know where the hell you even live at. I mean, he couldn't find you on the map outside of finding where the hell his kids are, if he even know who they are. So I'm like, but you got this man signed in your front yard, this fake police officer. Like, you want to get out there and try to, and the one that's a, that's a woman. So you were so concerned about people abusing their wives or, like you Christians, being adulterers. But my man's out here got all these different kids by these different baby mamas. And I'm glad they're coming out speaking the truth to who he really is. And then he's abusive towards them. But that's who you propping up? Like, for real? Like, that's that's who you really propping up? That's your mans? That you trying to put on the forefront and say, yeah, he's going to be the one to represent us? We know he's going to be a... All of us in the black community know he's going to be a puppet. And even just to get on him as just the candidate alone, I ain't see the dude nowhere. Like, I actually got into a debate. Roland Martin Moe made a post about, about Herschel Walker online on Twitter. And, you know, it could be a troll account. You know, people act like they're black people and they put black faces up there. Okay, fine. It could have been. But this, I checked this guy because this guy was like, oh, you know, I'm seeing more coming from Walker than I am seeing coming from um, Warnock. And I'm like, you watch your goddamn mind. I'm like, and that, you know, and I, I tell you all day long that I don't always scream out vote down ballot. But I know who's active and who's not. I'm like, you see Warnock everywhere. Like, you have literally seen Warnock everywhere. There ain't no place that if you was looking, that he wasn't there pitching his campaign and talking about what he's trying to do while he's in office to help the people out. I ain't seen Walker nowhere. I ain't got no flyers in my doors. I ain't got nobody not canvassing, knocking in my neighborhood, let alone even phone call. I got ads. I got ads in the mail. That's fine. You're going you're gonna to take all the millions of dollars and pay for some ads. But like we always say within within my community, because I come from, in my part of those that's just listening, that's not from Georgia, I come from the east part of town, but I come in from, you know, the black community, and we complain about people either not showing up on our doors or they're showing up trying to sell us on something that they never really do, and then asking us to give them a vote. This And this man didn't even come into my name, and I don't live in a bad, I live in a great neighborhood. Like, I, I live in an upper middle class neighborhood. We didn't get no canvassers. So when this dude says that, I checked him real quick. I was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I try not to respond on Twitter. Twitter is like toxic. It is the most toxic of toxic places to be. And now that y'all's man's Musk has uh, taken it over, it's going to get even more toxic because we've already seen people's use of the N-word up 500%. I don't even understand why. That's a fascination. But that's already up. So I checked the dude, and I'm like, Warnock, like I said, has been everywhere. So I don't know where the hell you're getting your information from. Are you even from Atlanta? Because I was like, this dude has been everywhere and anywhere. out, And even where I'm at, on my part of town, uh, pitching his stuff and out uh, supporting other candidates. So, it never responded back. And I'm like, because you either you're a troll, he couldn't have been. Well, yeah, either you're a troll or you're not even from this city. And somebody from me already checked you on it. Because I'm born and raised here. And I, you know, some people I support, some people I don't support, but I'm going to call the truth for what it is. And if they're out there doing something and they're out there being a, a responsive and they're showing their face, I'm going to give it to them hands down all day, every day. And I don't care if you're a Republican, because I supported the Republicans pushing the mental health bill that they they pushed out to make mental health, make it affordable and actually be paid for by your, your insurance. So I gave them their flowers for that. Now, anything else they got going on, they can EAD on that. <laughs> if you don't know what EAD is, I can't say on the radio show because I'm not trying to get in no trouble. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I give them I give them their flowers for that because, you know, mental health is a big thing now. And so, you know, with mental health being a big thing, 
it wasn't included in your insurance plan. So to have them push that policy forward to make it now part of your insurance policy because a lot of these kids killing themselves coming from their households, now they take it seriously. Same thing when it comes to, to drugs. The war on drugs is a big thing, but the minute they start having this opioid crisis, now we got to take stuff serious. We can't put people in jail because, you know, they on these opioids and stuff. So we got to make sure that we have the right things in place to help them fight their battles and make sure that, you know, they get the attention they need so they're taken care of because I don't want to see my kid lose his life over a drug that he didn't have to buy or they got addicted to for whatever reason. So, you know, like it, things are important until it happens to you. That's when it becomes important. Same as gun violence. Everybody talk about gun violence and nobody want to do gun control until it's your kids getting killed and now we got to have some form of gun control. And even we still debating on what the hell that even looks like. So, you know, that's my thing when it comes to key, key issues. It's like there are things more important that you should be focused on. Like I already said, healthcare. You should be, I mean, we're talking about an inflation and we're going into a recession. I don't believe, there, to me, I call cap on that. I don't think there, there is no recession. Because if that was a recession, then these corporations would be having record profits. And because if, if there's a recession, they will be struggling just as well, too. Not getting rich off of all of us people that's in the middle class and lower middle class and that's poor. So I'm like, you know, they're manipulating the market itself. And then the other debate I had, you know, I was talking to some, one of my friends online. We wouldn't need to debate. We were just having a discussion about it. I'm like, you're concerned. You're, you're laying people off. And it's, it's weird to me because it's like, how are you laying people off? Because you're worried about a recession. But then in that same breath, you're talking about well there is a shortage of workers i'm like how can there how can those two things exist at the exact same time how can you say there is a shortage of workers but then you're like okay we're not making enough or there's potentially going to be a recession so for us to actually buckle down and hunker in and keep some of this money and stop this excessive spending over here we're going to lay people off like how do you need resources and as opposed to reallocating those resources within your organization or your company you just lay them off and put them out into the street but then you say that we don't have enough workers to fill positions i'm like that's when i'm get i get frustrated and i really get pissed off when it comes to people and then what they're concerned with streets we are managed oh my god the streets or some of these places are so terrible, especially around my block. They are so terrible. We don't even have potholes anymore. We got ditches. The minute you hit one of these ditches, either your front end going to hit that bottom part of it and it's going to scrape up. You might bend your rim, blow out your tires. So we're talking about infrastructure, right? You should be concerned about infrastructure. Same as when we talk about gas. Gas prices, with gas prices are down now, they're getting lower again. But before now, you know, gas prices was high. But you worried about abortions. You worried about trans rights. You worried about the, the, the gay agenda of people trying to manipulate you and your families. I'm like, you know, what the hell is going on in your house? Like, what are you teaching your kids when they come home from school and they're, they're around you? Because I'm not concerned too much about anything that go on outside of me that doesn't affect me personally, to a degree. I make sure that when they, when I was raising my boys, what we held what we hold held on to to be of value, but also taught them to love everybody, and also look at everybody's perspective. I'm an analyzer. I made sure my kids did that 
which is why they're doing so great now. I'm, you know, I'm always going to shout my boys out. They're doing exceptionally well. I'm like, think about things and put yourself into that situation before you make a decision, an irrational decision based upon what you've heard from somebody else. Always research, get your data together and make a concise decision as opposed to waiting while somebody's pitching in your ear and you make a decision off of that. Because why do you care what any other group is trying to do? And I, and I get mad at my community for doing the same thing, too, because I'm like, wasn't in the time where people were telling folks not to come around black people? Like, we couldn't even, black people couldn't even get in any, any racial marriages. We couldn't drink from certain water fountains. We couldn't eat in certain restaurants. So why, in turn, would you do something that was upon us to somebody else? I, I mean, I don't get that. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't care how you feel. I don't care what your religious beliefs are. I don't care what your religious beliefs are. Christian, Muslim, I don't care what it is. Why would you take that that was done to you and then push it onto somebody else because you say it's not what I believe in? I don't give a rat's behind what you believe in. Let's go by what's right and stop mistreating people and love everybody for who they are. And if you believe in or whatever creator you want to believe in, then you let them deal with who that is when they get to where they got to go. But while we're down here, I think we should treat each other with love. And that's the thing that I don't see when it comes from the other side. It's always it's hate, hate, hate. And, it, and then us, the Democrats, you know, we feed off of that. That's how we make our bread and butter. <laughs> we feed off of the hate that they're spilling out. If you don't want this person in there because they're full of nothing but hate and evil, then make sure you donate to our group. And then, you know, when you donate to us, we're going to be real selective about who we disperse that money out with. Because if they're not in the improv, you definitely get that money. And so, but, but anyway, those are things that I'm thinking that not I'm thinking that people should be concerned with when it comes to people they're supporting, when it comes to the incumbents that's been in office for a long time, when it comes to issues around the area, the other low-level hanging fruit, these carrots that these, these, they're hanging, putting in front of people's faces, it's like, why do you drink that? Like, the whole thing that happened with Nancy Pelosi's husband, like, why are you so concerned about a conspiracy theory with this, this woman and her husband and how he was brutally attacked in her, her, their home and this guy hit this hit her husband over the head with a hammer, but you want to believe some conspiracy theory, and then you want to have your dude must repeat that, retweet that conspiracy theory on his now. Well, yeah, it might well say it's on his platform. It's like why are those things more important than the actual key issues that we have today? Food, food should be a major issue. I mean, we 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 have these food deserts out there. Why are you not talking about that? Not everybody has access to healthy food. We got Dollar Generals popping up everywhere. And I don't care how nice the Dollar General will look. Dollar General ain't healthy food. It is not healthy green product that you're getting straight from the ground itself. Georgia's a green state. We have a ton of farmland around here. We have a ton of local farmers. We have community farms in a lot of areas. Now, they are popping up everywhere now. They are having new subdivisions come up and building community farms in the subdivisions themselves. And I think that's great. You have access to actually homegrown cooked, well, grown food that you can cook at home without no added preservatives. All of these doggone toxins is put in there to prevent pests and all that stuff. You get it from there. So I'm like, why? Those are things, again, that you should be concerned with. Why do you care so much about conspiracy theories? And that's how, you know, Marcus Hiller Green, that's how she's winning because she's concerned about Marcus Flowers. And I don't necessarily know, know what to say about Marcus Flowers. 
I mean, I, I talk to him. I, well, I've talked to him sometimes on Twitter. Like, I, well, I follow him on Twitter. I have personally, personally talked to him. I invite him onto the show. So, you know, if y'all know Marcus Flowers, whether he win or lose tonight, I still like to have him onto the show because that's in that's on the west side of, of my state. And me personally, I don't like going to the west side of my state because the west side of my state is, you know, kind of racist. We might have some black people out there and some Hispanic people out there, but nevertheless, they still are kind of racist. And somebody got into a debate with me about that too. Somebody comes, well, even in my part of town, well, it's not as racist as you say. It's not now, but when I was growing up, oh, it was terrible. It was terrible, terrible. So, you know, again, those are the issues I think that we all should be concerned with when we go into the ballot, the, the box today, is making sure that we're voting for policy and people that's going to make change within your community and within your lives. Not this other crap they're trying to sell to you, again, about people going into your kid's bathroom and spying on your kids. Not about somebody trying to take these babies away that you yourself not even have. Like, you got these old biddies out here, and I'm going to call them biddies. I respect my seasoned people because I'm going to be a seasoned person one day myself, too. But these old, the ones that I really complain about frivolous stuff, these old biddies out here talking about people trying to snatch these babies up. They ain't had a baby in God knows how long, don't even know what the internet is. And only thing they listening to one news channel telling them what, what's going on, which is all a lie. And that's the only thing they operate from. You have when you my thing is when you go into the polls, you should be focused on key issues. And the get out the vote agenda this year has been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal. And that's what's got me on my high horse and what has these really pissed off is that when people complain, when they complain about stuff not taking place in their community, they complain about people don't listen to them, they complain about the stuff that's happening when it comes to the legal system, they complain about, you know, uh, people being convicted for petty, low-level crimes when it comes to the, the distribution, not even distribution, but the uh, smoking of marijuana or any other kind of drugs and stuff that can, that's grown naturally, but yet people are growing it now, making millions and millions of dollars off of it, when you complain about things, but you don't even show up to the poll to like really make a change, then you gotta judge. Like it was a thing I saw today. I forget who posted it. Um, the the guy that re represented Trayvon Martin, he made a post, and I saw it, and I actually reposted it myself too. This woman killed a homeless man because a homeless man approached her car and asked her to turn down her music, and then he said something else to her. She shot this man up and killed him and then left the scene, fled the scene, fled the scene. And the judge gave her 11 months probation. I'm like, come on. Had there been anybody else, now I always gotta, always gotta pull the race card on this one. Had there been anybody else, they would have been locked up, given life in jail. I mean, you just, you, you, I mean, this, whether you perceived him to be a threat or not, I don't care. If this man just walked up to your car and he was just like, man, man, we in Atlanta, bro. I mean, all of us in Atlanta, we've been approached by homeless people all the time. Like, all the time. I mean, and we, I've been approached by homeless people saying some reckless stuff. It happens here. But nowhere for them walking up to me saying something crazy. I think it's funny sometimes. Saying something crazy to me, should I, it be okay for me to pull my gun out and kill this person? And then I get away with it. And I know you can say, well, 11 months of probation is not getting away. It is getting away with it because she should be locked up. She killed a person for no reason outside of her probably saying, which, you know, again, I'm, I'm put a race card. And the white woman say, oh, I'm in fear of my life. Or please, I'm in fear of my life. So, and I don't even know that's, that's what her argument was for the judge. But the judge, the judge is a black woman on top of it too. Judge ruled in her favor and gave her, so I'm like, 
if y'all are tired of the judicial system not treating y'all right, because they haven't treated us right, especially in our communities, why are you not showing up to vote? Like, when it comes to your sheriff, when it comes to the judges, like, why are you not showing up to vote? And granted, sometimes you don't have anybody on the ballot, because I'm looking at my ballot now, and there's certain places where they go unchallenged, so if people run, they're pretty much going to get that seat, because you're the only person on that ballot. I mean, the only person for that seat that's running. So, I, I, I get that. But now, but when, but now seeing that, then that lets you know, you, you look at the time frame, it takes that person, that person going to be in office either two years, three years, four years, five years. And then from in that time frame, you get with your local groups to find somebody that can oppose this person to call them out for what they are. Because these people, especially on the local level, man, we don't stay in their business enough. We do not stay in their business enough. We don't, we don't talk about the stuff that they're doing or what they're not doing. We don't say anything about these people. I mean, we and when stuff come up, that's when we try to go get some tea on them. And then we try to shout it out online. But I'm like, you know, even if you're doing that, but you're not showing up to the... Because it's probably when people was talking about Bernie. We, if you're not showing up to the polls, you know, what does that even matter? If you're, you're complaining so much, you don't like how stuff is going. You don't like how your community is being shaped. You have people working aggressively to dismantle and take apart your entire community and you have local people that's been sitting there for years on end why have you not voted them out because a lot of these seats aren't going unchallenged a lot of these seats are being challenged why are you not voting them out and putting in new people that's the one thing i hate it's like you complain even when i was running you complain so much about the issues and because some people in my area been in from my area for a long time now you have some people out there like lorraine cochran that, that works her butt off and she does a phenomenal job on what she she does and we're helping the community out and i would shout her out any day of the week i don't care what if she ran for the seat i ran for hours she would get 100 of of my support because of what she does in the community you could call her, uh, she just doing that to try to get to me. I don't care. She out in the streets. She doing, taking time away from her family. But you have some people that's not doing it. They aren't active at all. I mean, that's, hell, that's what got me more involved in politics because I went through things in my life and I saw how I, how I felt going through homelessness, having to try to find jobs, educated or not, still trying to find jobs, can't find jobs, being priced out communities and stuff. You know, school system going downhill, and then you for, to come out of that and see it still going on. That's what really got me involved in the politics. I'm like, why are these same people still sitting there collecting these checks? And I don't care how much it is, you're still collecting the check, and you're not doing your job. Like, there ain't no job in the world where you can go to. You don't do your job. Well, depending on you, you can't. You don't do your job, and you don't get removed from out of dog on office. I mean, from out of your seat. So I'm like, why are you? Why do you not hold these people accountable as well? How do you have people bullying you in your community and you don't, that's not, that doesn't excite you to get to the polls and be like, all right, you know, I told you to back up off of me, but now, but you want to keep on pressing me. All right, we all going to show up and then we're going to replace you with somebody else. I mean, I think everybody should get their checks and balances and either you're doing what you, what we put you in place to do or you're gone. So, and that's the thing It's like, you know, when you have people showing up to the door, and they're making all these promises that you hold them to that promise. If they're look, they get out the vote now, how aggressive it was this time. There is no place you could go across its entire state where you did not see billboards, ads, anything about get out the vote, about what your key issues should be. There, this stuff was everywhere. And if you didn't show up, I'm not trying to hear nothing from you. 
like you really gonna get you gonna get the business from me if you come to me talking to me about you know policy and stuff and elected officials and you didn't even get you the, the only thing you had to do early voting 10 minutes is show up and go take out 10 minutes to an hour i don't care if it's two hours of your time to go vote for something it's because to me it's just it's pointless so now you know on onto the ballot so you got our we we got the governor's race going on we, I don't, you know, I don't care how y'all feel about uh, Stacey. I don't care how y'all feel about Kemp. I don't know who Shane Hazel is or Hazel. I don't, I don't know who my man is. I had never heard of him before. So to me, there, there, there goes another thing right there. And he's a libertarian. It's like you know, he didn't. They didn't involve him. That's a disrespectful thing. <laughs> they had, they had a governor's debate, and they didn't have this man in there at all. And I know you're gonna say, well, you know, he didn't have the national attention. You know that Kemp and Stacey have. I don't care. If he on the ballot, he should have been included in the debate. And I don't think he was, I, you know, I could be wrong. I am wrong sometimes. I didn't see him in any of the debates that I saw when it was a Stacey and Kim. Because, you know, even if you watch, you still was getting highlights of, of uh, Stacey giving Kim the business. But, you know, when it comes <laughs> when it comes to the governor's race, man, yeah, I don't understand how you can allow somebody to disrespect your community tell you that you know we have we have voter manipulation going on so we're gonna do all that we can to make sure that we fix this this voter manipulation going on so we're gonna suppress people's votes we're gonna take out polling places in certain areas so we can make the lines even longer and you can say that's a lie but it is it's the truth when they, what they did with this voter suppression bill they put out it's what is it, sb202 uh and but then you allow this man to show up and then he started giving you favors like he extend out the gas tax uh policy that he pushed out to, to you know put a freeze on the uh, tax from your gases he's been out in the community giving out gift cards for stuff using money that was already given to him from president obama that he didn't want to spend because it came from this this uh this democratic president and you're gonna let this you're gonna let that manipulate you and your vote and be like well you know, he give me, he actually cares. You know, we might not know nothing about him, so we gonna vote against uh, Stacey and we gonna support him. I'm like, huh? I'm like, huh? Like, wh who was the, uh, the brother that ran for lieutenant, go <laughs> lieutenant governor? <laughs> and he got uh, he got beat out by um, by Charlie Bailey. I can't even remember what the brother's name is. But because Stacey endorsed Charlie Bailey, he came out and opposed Stacey and was like, I think you should support Kim. I'm like, that's being petty, that's being bitter. Now, I can understand being upset because a vote, on a, you know, your campaign didn't go the way you wanted it to go. We, you know, we all gonna feel some certain kind of way about that. You know, especially if you was excited about your reason. I mean, we all running for whatever reason. I don't care what you run. It, it, it takes work to run for office. But never, ever, ever, even in my frustration or anger about how stuff happened in my campaign, would I ever go against my own people or go against people in general to put somebody and support somebody that will physically cause harm? Yeah, and I mean physically cause harm to the community. I mean, because you, and you say, well, how can you mean physically? So why would you make a bill to where people can't hand you water in line? Like, why is it a thing? Why would you make a bill where you would cut down polling places for people to go and, and vote and make them go somewhere else and extend the line out. I mean, they gotta, now they got to wait longer. So now you're inconveniencing them 
and now they gotta wait longer in line. So I can't can't give you any refresh. You gotta come with your own stuff. And granted, I think everybody should do that anyway. But you, you gotta stand in line even longer, no matter what your health condition is, and you gotta wait to go in and, and vote. But you endorsed him over Stacy because Stacy endorsed your opponent. Okay. So yeah, so if you can't tell, yeah, I'm I'm all for I'm I'm all for uh Stacey Abrams. I mean, I I think she should get it. I I think that uh Stacey I Dream a Dream should be put in the office. I think that but now what I have said too when it comes to Stacey. I don't think Stacey did enough when it was getting the message out to support local candidates. I think wherever Stacey went, because Stacey was everywhere too. Like nobody can't sit here and tell me that Stacey went everywhere. Stacey literally was everywhere across this whole goddamn state. She was everywhere. I think everywhere she went, she had local candidates there, but her attention really should have been on hyping up those local candidates. And I understand what people say, you know, she has to put her agenda out. We already, I know, you know, we've known about Stacey for a long time. And Stacey ran once before. Stacey has made the national hotline. Stacey literally has been everywhere. We all, if you don't, if you know who Stacey is, you, Stacey pretty much has gotten your vote. I mean, hands down. So to me, there was nothing else for her to go out and go and sell. We knew, we know who she is. We know what she's about. We, we're going to support her. And we want to see her in office, not about those, those first, because everybody's going to start talking about, oh, she's going to be the first. I don't care about those first. I want somebody that's going to be in here to push some change within my state. This is my home state, and I'm passionate about my state, and I care about the people within my state. I don't care from the south all the way up to the doggone north. I think the people have been brainwashed here, and I think we need some actual effective, some effective leaders here in this state of, of Georgia to really change the opinions. I can't change everybody's opinion. You can't change everybody's opinion, but you can do what you can to kind of try to, you know, change up some of this manipulation that's being put out there. And I think that she's great for it. Now, you can say whatever you want about her. You don't have to like her. You don't have to like the way she dressed because, yes, people talk about the way she dressed. People talk, talk about her uh, sex and stuff. And I'm just like... You care about things that don't involve you. Can they get the job done? What are they talking about? What's the key thing to them? And when it comes to her, all of her issues have been laid flat. She uh she talks about Medicare for no, not Medicare for all, but talking about expanding Medicaid. She cares about healthcare workers. She cares about you know uh our voting rights because she what she started the fair fight. So she care about voting rights. She got screwed over last time. It was literally stolen from her. I don't care what nobody say. It literally was stolen from her. You can't have the ref play the game and still be ref at the same time. It, that, that shouldn't even have happened. It shouldn't have happened. And when you have that, when you have that, you some cheating that take place. So, again, this, this is the thing. This is, you, start, you start talking about elections being stolen. That election clearly was stolen. But you use that as an example of her not accepting that election to say, that, oh, well, you know, you know, 45 didn't have to accept it because, you know, Stacey didn't accept hers. I'm like, hers clearly has some manipulation going on. Bro, I saw ballots that people, they had forgotten about, that they didn't even count, that was stuck in the bag in the back in the back rooms. I mean, those were reports that came out. I didn't personally see it because, you know, I snitch. I don't, I don't have a problem with snitching on stuff. But uh, it was, I mean, news reports, it was reported out that they purposely left in back rooms and didn't get counted. I mean, machines getting messed up. Them uh, sending voting machines out into certain schools down my area, in my district, and either they're not working 
or they didn't make sure that the, the, the schools, because one of them was about so the school that had a man, the school's power grid didn't support the enough of the power going into those machines to where it was causing a malfunction and it was shutting down because they couldn't handle the amount of power coming from them. So all that stuff to me was done purposely. So when I think about the governor's race, I mean, why would you not? I, again, I don't know my man Shane's. I, I had heard nothing about him. I could have did my research on him, but again, I didn't know enough to even go look for the libertarian to even say, okay, well, maybe let me give him a try. I don't know, no disrespect towards him. I just know who Stacey was. I know Stacey ran last time. I know where her issues are. She makes it plain and clear. Her campaign makes it plain and clear. I've seen him everywhere, and it's always the same thing, and that's why, you know, she's going to get my support. And this ain't about, you know, who I'm effectively supporting. I'm just talking about the candidates on the ballot and what they're really going to do for the community. Then you got your, your senator race. <laughs> you know, we, we all going to laugh about that one, the senator race. <laughs> you got... Uh, Reverend, I have a dream, <laughs> Warnock, on Wade in the Water, Warnock, and then Herschel, I am Group Walker, running uh, for office. And I'm going to call him I am Group because you can't understand nothing else the hell that he says. And I yell, yeah, it could be disrespectful, but I don't care. And I support home team all day, every day. But these, and these two home team people, these are two home team people, but you got one that's clearly been dropped way too many times to where he can't communicate effectively. And I'm not saying that in a bad way which I am saying in a bad way, but if you can't communicate effectively and you can't even even verbalize what it is that you plan on doing outside of the whole typical, you know, rigmarole that people are always talking about, nah, this ain't, this, this ain't for you. Because a key part of your job is communication. And if you can't communicate, this ain't your job. I mean, you got your millions, go sit on down and continue manipulating the system. You know, push your money some other place where you ain't got to pay as high tax as everybody else. You know, continue doing you, but don't be in office trying to change stuff in office and talk about, you know, us killing. Again, he's on the same thing. All, you know, the libs over here are trying to kill babies. We know what, you know, what Reverend Warnock is about. We know what he's doing. We know what, what he has. I mean, he, even if you don't even know who he is, just go listen to a couple of his sermons. Yes, he is a part of Ebenezer uh, Baptist Church, you know, Mark MLK's uh, home church. So we, we all know what he stands for. And we all, you know, I think he should get the support of the community in general, not drinking his whole Herschel Walker Kool-Aid. I don't care if you're a Republican. And this again comes to when they start talking about party lines. I'm not saying support him because he's a dim and I'm a dim. I'm saying look at the key issues. And I'm gonna keep saying this this whole time until you know I get blue in the face, which you know, I'm red until I get red in the face. Is look at the key issues of each candidate, and that's who you vote for. Now, granted, you know it's too late now. If you're Democrat, that's what you're gonna get. What you get on the ballot, but. That's what I think you should be supporting. This whole, you know, abortion is like, why do you care so much about abortions if you're not having no kids or you already had your kids? Like, how does that really affect you? How does it make a change in your life? If you got nothing but boys, yeah, you got a wife. Why do you care about people talking about trans stuff and, you know, we're trying to do this and have allowed kids or trans men <laughs> into your bathroom? Like, again, Let's focus on key issues and what people are going to do. There is no lib agenda out there. The only lib agenda that there that we have is making sure that people have it's it's equal playing fields across the board, and we bring down the cost of things that we should not have to pay for that no other country is charging their citizens for. And it's like I don't understand why this is hard for you to grasp. 
and you can and you're not seeing that you're being priced out the market but yet you're still drinking the kool-aid from the other side i, I don't i don't get that and then you have your lieutenant governor seat where you got charlie bailey he's running you got um what's this guy's name burke i come from the oil so if y'all evs jones he's going and then ryan i'm the realist of the real ground He's he's running for uh, lieutenant governor, and, and I call him that because I was laughing about this early. I you know I the, yes they do have you know people's experience. If you click on the on the experience tabs for the, uh, the voter guide, but still, like the <laughs> the biography on how they do these libertarians is very disrespectful. I mean they don't list like this man, and I call him <laughs> the realist of the real because his his whole bio. Granted, granted, it could have been what he sent in to them because somebody you know one of my friends. He tried to call me. I said, well, they're just going by what was sent into them. I, I don't know. He, I don't, he don't know that. I don't know that. It could have been what they sent in to have them post out here. But even still, I whenever I had, I'm going to put it like this. Whenever I had somebody on my show, even if they sent me a bio, I still went back and did my own research on them and added any other information that they didn't give me in their bio to their bio. So they can get their proper greetings. I would like to give people their Steve Harvey greetings when they come onto my platform or when I present them to the public. So even if you haven't given me everything in your bio, <laughs> I'm still want to make sure that you represent it properly. But so and I'm, I'm so I say that to say like this guy, uh, Ryan Graham, there his bio <laughs> of him is. Ryan Graham lives in Atlanta with his partner, Laura, and their daughter, Elizabeth. He works as a project manager in software development. Not for real, that's, that's it. Like, that's that's it. But you got Charlie Bailey, who, who's a Democrat. I told you, old boy was pissed off about him because he won. Charlie Bailey was born in Georgia, grew up, uh, grew up on a cattle farm in Harris County. He is a great nephew of Randolph L. W. Thrower, the late attorney who provided legal support for the civil rights movement. While in law school, he was elected, blah, 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 blah. He so, I mean, and then the other Burt Jones, they give, you know, how what he does. And then, of course, how he made out his money. He's a millionaire. And he, cuts, he, he comes from money. So, they gave a complete bio for them. But um, nah, Ryan, man, Ryan is like he's just a regular old person here in, in Georgia. You know, he's a he, you know he a project manager in software development. He working IT, so shout out to the engineers and the IT people out there. So I mean, I give him his respect on that. But if if that's what he submitted in, Ryan, Ryan, baby, if you, if you run again, you gotta do better next time. You gotta submit in everything so they can give you you know all of your, <laughs> all of your flowers when you uh when they present to you on this on this page. Then you got the Secretary of State running. You got uh, B. If I, you know, I'm not from your hood, but I'm gonna be around here. Uh, Win running for, uh, you know, the secretary. You got Brad. I don't care about your your voting, your voter suppression. I'm just trying to collect this money. Rasmusberger and Ted Metz. Ted, I didn't work every job known to man Metz. Some funny stuff. My man's literally his. I mean, his bio is 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 beefy. Is and he's a libertarian. He is really beefy. But it's almost like this man had put every job that he didn't work in his life in his bio. So again, when it comes to key issues, look at what people are running on. Because I didn't initially, I'm gonna be real with you, I didn't initially support B. I, um, I forgot who was the brother I was supporting at first, running for Secretary of State. But B won, you know, she, she made it through primaries. So B get my support. B been on the streets. I mean, you. I can't. I can't front on it. B, B is everywhere. B, B is literally everywhere. So you can't say that 
Some of these people aren't showing up in place. Be literally, she is everywhere. Now, Brad, I mean, he's an incumbent. I see him speak every now. I haven't seen this man nowhere. And that's another thing, too. Why is it that when, once you get in the office, you feel as though you don't have to put in that work anymore so people can see you? Like, what is that? Like, how cocky is that? Um, I'm pretty much guaranteed to vote. I ain't got to show up nowhere again. Unless there's something like something major going on. Then I show up. Like, this, this dude, okay, he got he had 45 issues going on. So I'm going to take a couple of interviews. That's going to probably be about it. I may go and speak at a couple of rallies. Eh, that's about it. You really ain't going to see me in another place. It's like... Why do you not still have to put forth that work once you in? Because I'm like, this is not a regular job. Like people literally voted you into place. So why aren't you out going to talk to these people to let them know what you're doing for them and how the money that they're paying in taxes is going towards your salary and how you're handling that responsibly? I don't I don't get this whole notion of I'm in now and I've been in for a couple of terms. Nah I man, y'all can eat one. You ain't seeing me out nowhere. It's like, huh? Dude, I swear to God, if I run again and I make it, it's like I'm I'm not changing too much about myself. I'm like for real. Uh, I'm still gonna I like eating. I'm a foodie person. You know, I'm I'm still gonna be at restaurants eating now. I don't you know I don't I don't care. I'm not too much worried about anybody walking up on me. I'm a Second Amendment person too. So I don't know, I don't know if you want that smoke. If you coming up and uh, if you coming up and want to just talk, you know, take a picture, whatever, I'm cool with that. Even now, because I mean, I'm working my butt off to be a, a, a you might as well say an influencer, because I do content creation. I don't care, you know. People can walk upon you all day, every day. If you follow me, you listen to my show, you listen to any of my shows, you see me streaming, or you know anybody anything about my platform, and you see me out somewhere. I've had people say they actually they actually stopped me, which I, I thought was kind of weird because I'm like, I didn't really think I was a big. And they want to talk to me because they had listened to my um, my show. I'm flattered by that. And then you're going to have, I'm sure, you know, once you get in certain offices, people don't like what you do. Like AOC, you know, people always got some smoke for AOC. I'm, I'm, I'm just that dude. You're not going to walk up on me and disrespect me in front of my family like that. I mean, and I guess I guess we'd be fighting all day every day. But I'm not having that. And I'm not going to change my lifestyle just because people are crazy. Because I'm like, I, I want to go out and eat. I want to enjoy life. I'm not trying to have nobody bully me. Because why should I get pushed out of my position? But anyway, the whole point is, I don't understand why these incumbents are in place. And they don't come out and talk to the people outside of them, you know, holding town halls. It's like, why are you not getting out and just being social and talking to your constituents to make sure that they're happy? And then you got, you know, the attorney generals. The attorney general race is going on. You got uh, Jen Jordan, Jim, very sweet person. Talked to her a lot when I was helping out with the Gwinnett Democratic Party. I would see her off and on. Very, very sweet person. Uh, no, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're qualified for a job, but I think she is very qualified for the job she represents. She's homegrown too. Then you got uh, Chris Carr, who's put in place by by um, Deal. And I don't know if y'all have ever heard me talk about Deal. That's one man I cannot stand. I cannot stand. I cannot stand. It's like when he got on the uh, show and he was making a complaint about the teachers because the teachers' pay was still and still is not high enough, and he was like those colors. I swear to God, if I could have jumped through the camera and beat the hell out of this dude, I, I mean, you know, I don't too much fight over words. I don't, I don't fight over words. You can call me n word to my face all day, every day. I, you know, I won't get mad over it as long as you ain't spit on me. I, I'm, I'm not gonna fight you because I think it's ignorant anyway. But. To get mad because the teachers' unions and the teachers didn't want to accept your little flimsy check that you wanted to give out to the teachers, and you're going to like those colors? No, you, you need a hands that day. 
Like he, he really needed some hands that day. He needed them, he needed them shoes that was thrown at Bush when Bush was overseas. <laughs> he had pissed people off. I mean, he he needed some paws that day. And then you got Libertarian uh, Martin Cohen just running to again some these two. I know about Chris Carr again, the Libertarian. I don't know what y'all doing in communication, bro. But y'all got to do better with y'all communication. Then you got a commissioner of um, labor. You got the William. Uh, I'm from the block. Bodie. Shawty Low Bodie. <laughs> William Cool Dude. I actually had the pleasure of him coming on to uh, Keeping It Real Politically. He came to the radio station. You know, he talked about his campaign. William, he putting in that work. William, I mean, Representative Bodie. He's representing right now. Representative Bodie is putting in that work. So it's like, you. I don't understand how you don't support him. And you got Bruce Thompson. I don't know what his platform is about. I haven't seen anything about him, which is crazy to me. Because I'm like, if Republicans, and we got to get ready to start whining now, but if Republicans want to do so much to try to get, to get people to a Republican side, I don't ever see them coming around to talk to Democrats or talk to, talk to or order my part of town to influence my vote and get me to rethink about, you know, the party I'm with. Only thing I see is flyers. And I think, you know, they scare these streets. Because I think if they roll up on some of us and they ask us, then we're going to approach them about key issues. Now, there ain't no violence. So we're going to ask them about key, even though they're, they're all about violence. But, you know, and we can't give them back what they give us, supposedly. I, I mean, I, I represent the same energy they give me. But I think he's worried about being challenged on, a lot of them being challenged on the issues because you don't see any policy come down, any effective policy coming down from the other side, which is why I say that if there was a different party that showed up, I, you know, I would be, I'm, I'm more likely to change than anything. But as it stands now, the ones that's really pushing towards change in this country are the Democrats all day, every day. They, they don't care about what the issue is as long as it's helping people out. It's not discriminating against anybody. The only kind of thing it's trying to do is make sure that you have a, a healthy life. Nah, it's all day, every day. It's, it's a deal. I don't see too much of anything outside of what I told y'all early on in the show about the mental health thing coming from the other side. But yeah, it's time to wind down. Thank y'all for tuning in again. Make sure y'all get out and go vote. Take your family members, take your friends, take your homies, take your girls, take your side girls, take everybody out there. Y'all, y'all chicks, take your side dude and your side girl because, you know, we you doing Atlanta. Uh, get get out there to go and vote. And uh, make sure, even outside of voting, that y'all stay active in the community. Don't just show up and vote and nobody ever see y'all again. Y'all get involved. Go do some volunteer work. I ain't even say get involved with the party. Go go do something with Black Voters Matter. I don't care what group you get indivisible for. Like indivisible for off of progressive people, candidates always looking for progressive candidates to support. Do something to make your voice heard so you can be out here and stop all this goddamn complaining, but you're actually doing stuff within your freaking community. Even if you can't show up, get somebody else to show up and try to volunteer at least an hour, two hours of your time. So thank y'all for tuning in again. Y'all have a blessed rest of y'all week. Uh, I will see y'all probably online today because I don't know if I'm going to no, uh, no watch parties. No, I, I'm in the mood today. Somebody go home, kick my feet up, grab me a drink, and I might get online and play some Call of Duty. So if y'all online, y'all can find me. And I know people tuning in probably was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, man, I ain't, I ain't in the best. I ain't got the best energy today. I, my energy is best best served at home at the house because I ain't trying to uh, wild out on nobody. But yeah, again, y'all be safe out there. I will see y'all again next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, I'm gonna try to get an episode up. I haven't been sticking to my promise, but love you guys. Y'all be safe.